Welcome back, everybody, to the Waggle and Whiff podcast. Full house again this evening. Emily's here. It's a great evening. Scotty's here. Yes, indeed. We're here. The living situation in our... Well, in Steve's and in, in in Emily's our, place, it's okay. It's basically <laughs> is, ours. Is, is full back. Walls are painted. We're ready to go. Yeah, we're 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 getting back into it here. It we're feels in full so good. Livable mode now, so it feels good to be back home. We were gone over the weekend skiing in Jackson Hole. It Must nice. be nice. It, was, it was incredible. We nearly got snowed in. Like literally snowed in. Fifty inches, Scotty, in. 36 hours. It's incredible. I've never seen this much snow. And it's life. still snowing. And I was here battling the elements of Los Angeles. Yeah. <laughs> I was, it was weird timing. I'm glad you guys had fun. It was cool. Weird timing because I was like so ready for it to get warm here in LA because it's been just chilly and pretty brutal. And then we you guys go on feel, a ski I feel like you guys are kind of still like snowed in. I feel like we got to pick up the I'm energy a, here I'll, for our listeners. I, a little bit. I've got my like, <laughs> I've got my Ireland slippers on, like, you know, you're ready. Irish wool. And my sweatpants, so you know I'm dressed down tonight for the podcast. Sorry, that's all right. We did have a big weekend in golf, though. We did have a big weekend in golf, but first we got to tell you our podcast is brought to you by Fairways and Fundays. Oh my gosh, Fairways and Fundays is the best. Best golf tour operator in all of Ireland. They'll book everything from hotels, your golf, your transportation. They take care of it all. They're the best tour operator out there. We used them last year. They killed it. Absolutely killed it. We had a blast. And again, these guys just make it so easy on you when you go to do it. So if you go to fairwaysandfundays.com, you can use the code WAGGLE and WIF. You'll get a 5% discount, and that'll be a decent chunk of change when you're doing a week-long trip to Ireland. Uh, so again, go to Fairways and Fundays, use code WAGGLE and WIF. You'll get a 5% discount for all you listeners. But just so you know, it's WAGGLE, the letter N, That's WIF, right. and that is the code. So again, like Steve said... They are incredible in every single way. They'll book you the best golf courses, hotels, and transportation. They'll do as much as you want them to do or as little as you want them to do. They're so laid back, so accommodating. You get goodie bags. You get everything. (laughs) I wasn't invited on the trip this past summer, (laughs) so I might have to book a little trip tonight for Scotty and crew. Get on it. I think you should, Scotty. No, we'll do it together at one point. We're definitely going back. So, All right. On to some golf over the weekend. Yes, yes, indeed. Uh, the WGC Mexico, Dustin Johnson, victorious. Uh, another just great performance by him. It seems like whenever he plays, to me, he's just, uh, whenever he plays, whenever he wins, he just wins in such a dominant fashion, almost like it's coming so easy to him with that laid-back style. Um and again, just one of these guys we talked about last week, where or we've been talking about for weeks, where these like top like five or six golfers just keep on winning. Him, Justin Rose, Brooks, Bryson, and it's just another one of those weeks. And a big win for him is that his twentieth win? Twentieth, number twenty. What are your thoughts, Scotty? Un- unbelievable DJs? performance. He was the most aggressive player in the field by far. The way he drove the ball and took chances. Most of the guys, a lot of the guys were laying up, hitting irons. Not DJ. He was hitting it, he hitting it on greens, it. taking on par fives, and just smashing his actually switch back to the M5 driver from the M6 that he used to win earlier here in Saudi Arabia. But yes, it gives him you know 20 career wins. The question is, will he get to 40? And you compare a guy like Phil Mickelson, who's at 44. I think this definitely submits him into the World Golf Hall of Fame right now, and a guy with only one major. So the only question I have is. How many more majors? How many more yeah. wins? 
unbelievable performance. And like you said, when he wins and he putts well, the driving's always going to be there. But when he putts well, he blows away the field. By the way, Roy McIlroy, who finished second, played really good, but just not good enough. (laughs) I think that Dustin Johnson is just, I think he's picking up steam. I mean, this is his third victory of the season. And it's now lined him with... Which is weird because the wraparound season that doesn't feel like it. But yeah, third running this year is pretty impressive. I mean, I think that he deserves eventually his name up in the Hall of Fame. I mean, think about this. The last time that um, Tiger Woods did something like this was back in 2009. So if you're putting Dustin Johnson and Tiger Woods in the same category... He, I think he, he, he has the capability of... But you're putting him in that category. No, no, no. Okay, so I am. But, like, think about that. That's that's huge. No, Well, totally. he's got a lot of wins. He's, he's got, got a lot of wins. His, I mean, he's got an impressive resume so far. I would disagree on, like, like if he got injured today and, like, didn't win, you know, anymore or maybe won once or twice more in his career, which I don't see happening. But if that were to happen, I don't think he's Hall of Fame. Wow, that okay. Yet. But... I, I honestly at twenty he'll, career wins six get, w six six I'd like w- to see another major. If he has, I'd like to see another major, and I think and I think, he, but I think he's gonna win. Not only will he win one more major, he'll probably win three or four more majors, and he's probably gonna win at least ten more. Well, times. he should have three majors right now. We remember the meltdown at Pebble, the oh, yeah. unfortunate thing that happened at Whistling Straits. I mean that that should be three majors right there. We're talking about. It could be. I mean, Pebble was he just played horrible on Sunday, right? Yes. Whistling Straits, he got screwed with that ruling. Yes. Uh, but that only would have gotten him into the playoff. Correct, against Martin Keimer. <laughs> yeah, Martin Keimer, two, two, two two-time two major champion. Whew. Hard, to see, hard to think about that. Hey, now. Anyways. And a player's championship. <laughs> that's funny. Like, his resume, pretty good. But- pretty good. You know, so speaking of Tiger, because, you know, I love talking about him. The big cat. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> just... Oh, that was a good one. I uh, tied for 10th this past week. D10. Yeah, building, 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 building. I, I think a lot of people look at it and look at some of his performance and say the way that he putted wasn't spectacular. Obviously, he had a handful of three putts and a four putt, hit this first tee shot of the week out of bounds. But all in all, add all that together. He still finished top 10. Like, I thought he played pretty well. I'm going to give him a B for the week. And if you ask him, I think he's just building towards, you know, that, that weekend in April that will mean everything and define his season. Yeah, I'm just hoping he doesn't get too frustrated with what's happening right now and try to try to take the good in what's happening because he hit the ball really, really well. Um, backed up a four putt with a three putt at one point. I mean, he just putted horribly, as you mentioned, Scotty. So it's probably frustrating for him knowing that, like, okay, as I'm playing this good, all I need to do is make a few more putts, and I'm I'm right in the hunt. So, of course, he's always out there. Tiger always wants to win tournaments. I think he is slowly gearing up, but he's out there to try to win. So hopefully he just gets this putting thing dialed in because when he's dialed in, he's one of the best putters on tour. And if he's dialed in, he probably wins this tournament by five strokes. You know what I mean? I mean, it's insane. He had five three-putts, you said? I think he had five. I, I don't putts. know the exact number. It's it's super close to five off the top yeah. of my head. And one four putt. Correct. So that's insane. So would you say And T ten. Would you say that he do you think his approach right now is is playing a little bit conservatively? 
um, being that it is semi-beginning of the season. He definitely played this tournament conservatively. So, so Brando Chambly went on Golf Channel and made the same point and basically ripped Tiger for it, and we applauded what Dustin Johnson just did with the drive all week. But I think Tiger understands what he needs to do to play good golf. I, I don't think he's being too conservative. I think his approach was the right approach. If you look at how he played the Open Championship last year, he almost won with a conservative approach. Right. He famously won at Hoylake with a conservative approach, not hitting yeah. many drivers. It's also his first time ever being on the golf course. I didn't expect him to even play this week. So all of that said, I think it was a positive week for Tiger Woods. That's good. I mean, like, but you said his, both of you guys were saying, you know, it's in He's, bad putting that he had this past weekend. You know, why was it so bad? Well, well, first of all, he was in not great situations off the tee. Right. He, I mean, I guess I should I should say it in a way of like we were talking earlier before this podcast about um, the different the types greens. of greens. Sure. So, like, explain to me like that could have had a big factor into his putting game. Yeah, I mean, listen, Tiger's one of the greatest putters to ever put a ball, whether any type of green. But he traditionally has not putted well, and if you look at his career in on poa greens poa is typically what it was last week and also typically on the west coast now as we move into this florida swing he usually puts better on bermuda bermuda is at the ap he'll be at the players and that florida swing is will he'll play well take last year for example a golf course that he had never played valspar who had bermuda greens and he i think was t i think he was the second in overall putting Last year on that course, yeah, almost it's won to it. be almost won it. It's to be expected that he puts better on Bermuda because that's basically what his backyard is. Yeah, exactly. And what he plays on Ex- every single day. In exactly. Ju- in Juniper. For years, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Most, even- most, most guys, like most tour pros, are going to put better on Bermuda or bent grass or, or yep. something right. that's a little bit more traditional in the south because that's where they live. And, and even like the, the nice Scottsdale courses, like a lot of those are uh, Bermuda or bent grass mm-hmm. or... So, and again, but Tiger's one big golf tournament. So Scotty said he's won a U.S. Open at Torrey Pines on Poana. So it's not the only reason. He's just got to get dialed in with his stroke and his mentally and everything else. I don't think I personally, my personal opinion, I wouldn't put too much emphasis on the type of grass he's putting on. Like Tiger can put on, he can put on this hardwood floor if you wanted to and kick our asses so uh i'd like to see that (laughs) yeah open invitation to the big guy yeah he could come over anytime (laughs) we got fresh paint on the walls (laughs) we've got no more holes in our ceiling oh that's great it's good um but i i I agree i think it's a solid first of all the other thing about i wanted to say about uh, his conservative approach he's always been conservative so whether he's won tournaments or whether he hasn't you could make the argument Tiger Woods has been one of the most conservative players from a game plan or from a strategical standpoint yeah. for, uh, of any PGA Tour golfer. He just doesn't get out and rip driver uh, every time. And if he does, there's a reason he's doing it. He's thought about every hole. He's really come up with a game plan, a strategy, and that's usually attack par fives, bomb the ball over par fives, make your birdies there, and then make sure you're making pars on the par fours. And give yourself a chance at. Uh, he's one of the greatest iron players. He's the greatest iron player to ever play the game. He's going to no strike well. So as long as he's in the fairway, he's going to have chances to make birdies. So that's going to be his approach almost every tournament. So I don't think that's new. So 
I understand what you're saying. I don't think it's new, but I just remember even last year when he was coming back from injury, watching him time and time again drive the ball, he, it was like, why is he swinging so hard? He's just going to re-injure himself. Yeah, that Do was you, my concern. But well, he, he but slowed I mean, his swing a, speed a, down it's a now. Valid, it's a valid concern. So are you saying coming into this year, he has probably changed up his approach a little bit Maybe. to – well, yeah, I agree. I think Tiger understands that he's not hitting it now with the DJs and the Rory's when he hits it the best. I mean, even the JTs, uh, he's not hitting it with. However, Tiger still takes a solid rip at it and still is in the yeah. top 10% of long hitters on tour. Right. Um, and you but, play to your strengths and your strategy. Like yeah. D- DJ ripped it all week, but DJ's amazingly consistent with, with the his driver. Tiger's not. Amazingly long, right. yeah. I, th- I think the, the overall arch is Tiger always makes the right golf shot and what the tee shot calls for you know and he doesn't have the ability like dustin to ha- hit it 340 360 that some of these carries that that needed to be did so before we get off a of tiger i'm gonna switch notes just a little bit here why because i said juniper juniper you mean jupiter oh i meant jupiter all of you who have been not reading twitter at all all week or paying attention to any news shame on you rabbercraft uh, gets caught in some sort of sting for a massage parlor or massage parlors in the Jupiter, Florida area. A rub and tug? Yes, rub and tug type of joint. <laughs> on video. On, yeah. Which is disgusting. All, all and, and I think even illegal, to be honest. No, there's it was no, a sting. The, the massage video. is a sting. Yeah, it's a sting. So it was set up. Robert Kraft was set up. It, yeah, it was an investigation into um, into like you know human trafficking, which actually is a which very serious I'm thing. I'm very glad that they were able to catch. Yes. Yeah, so, you know? yeah, so well, we won't get into that because that's not what this podcast is for. But obviously, very glad that that something's being done about that. But it's in Jupiter, and Adam Sheffer comes out with a story that says that. From his sources, most people say that Robert Kraft is not the biggest Correct. name on this list. Yeah. So all of a sudden, people are like, Tiger, Tiger. <laughs> I mean, a lot of golf pros live in Jupiter, Florida or in the surrounding areas. But I, I was refreshing my Twitter feed that day like, oh, my God, this is it's going to like Tiger's going to show up on this list. Tiger's going to show up. And he didn't. But we, he didn't. He didn't. But he got, he's, he's scot-free. From, scot-free. The, from the list that I did see, there was no rub and tugs for Tiger. No, but there was a rub and tug for, from a kid who was born in 89. And there was a a, a rub and tug. What does I that believe, have to do with anything? The, just hear me out. There was also a rub and tug from somebody who was from 19. He was born in 1934. Do the math. Okay, so um, old people go to the yeah, massage parlor right. and all men go, go to dub and tugs. <laughs> Perfect. But we established that. All however, I'm saying is that he's a really, really old man. Just to make a connection to the golf world, Jessica Corda's now ex boyfriend was on the list. <laughs> he was on the list. Who was a? Who was? Who was? You won't hear about this, but he was. He had a web.com tour career, and he was working as he a was rep arrested. for Scotty Cameron. He was. Yeah. Obviously, you won't hear that. Uh, he was a rep for Scotty Cameron because they'll keep that under wraps. <laughs> but that was his, his job. So, so you heard it here first. Hello, somebody. Uh, breaking news again. I did, was that list that was out on Twitter, was that the real list? Because I saw I've, someone like took a picture seen, of it. I've not list. seen the list. I, I, I don't, think, I don't think that would be for public information, just based on... I think it's a federal case, if especially if it's a sting. So therefore, they're investigating a lot deeper, and I don't think a Twitter photo <laughs> would surface. I like but your, it could be. I, I like, mean, you I never like know. when you go get your information. Go. <laughs> yeah, anyways, all Stick right. to TMZ. Speaking of, you mentioned Jess Corda. Let's yeah. switch gears to LPGA. Okay. Uh, 
There, the rules make the headline again. Mm-hmm. Rules making headlines again. Uh, and I'm going to probably butcher some names here, so I apologize in advance. But sure. Aria Jutanagard. Very good. I think. Got it. Aria. So she 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 Aria. chips up Aria. onto the green in Thailand, where the tournament yep. was this year, right? Uh-huh. She chips up onto the green. They're playing a little social. She goes to like mark her ball, take a couple steps, and then Amy Olsen, who's on the other side of the green, also mm-hmm. chipping on, kind of waves her off. Amy chips on, hits Arya's ball that wasn't marked yet because she kind of waved her off. And then afterwards, they basically fist pump. All of a sudden, Twitter world, the golf Twitter world just starts blowing up. Like, is this the most egregious thing you've ever seen? There's, you know, an attempt here. This is clearly cheating. So the whole cheating, non-cheating debate happens. Uh, I'll throw it to you, Scotty, and you know, you give me your thoughts on this. I know I have mine. Yeah, I think a lot to do about nothing here. If I'm honest with you, I saw the video. I'm uncomfortable with the 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 pound that they give almost and congratulate one another because you know, game a golf is a game of integrity, and you call penalties on yourself, and clearly. But I, I don't necessarily think that they were trying to cheat anyone or cheat the system. If you look at Amy Olson's statement, she classified it right away that it was a pace of play issue. Mm-hmm. They waited 10 minutes on the 18th tee because Michelle Wee was getting a ruling, so they are already a little bit behind. And so all of these things, because they wanted to speed up, I think she just didn't want her to take another 30 seconds to go mug the ball, go through her routine again. She was ready to hit, so she should play. And so for all the golf purists who look at this and say, oh, my God, oh, my God. Well, what did we just talk about last week for on and on? Slow play. So you can't have it both ways. (laughs) Trying to hurry it up here. And I think a lot of your cake and eat it, too. That's what you're saying. Another another one. I thought a lot of the the reaction to their reaction was overblown. Like they were like, "Okay, well, they they fist pumped like that. That makes it worse. This is not That's oh, this the is LPGA. Not a good like they congratulate each no, other when they hit big putts. It's, it's not just it's not just the LPGA. I think it's everyone. Like what ha- if you if me and you were playing golf and like your ball is up on the green and I just came up and chipped and I hit your ball, I'd be like, oh, like you just have that kind of a re- natural reaction. So I don't fault the girls for fist pumping. Agreed. It's like, okay, like, okay, that did help me out. I mean, if you watch the video, that's exactly the reaction that they did. They were just surprised, surprised. and like, yeah, oh, all right, well, didn't mean for that to happen, but let's take it and roll with it, you know, benefit both. And the very, the very next morning, Amy Olsen actually reported this to the LPGA herself and wanted to ask if she was in violation of any rules. Yeah. And, and then which, the LPGA then investigated and said, no, they weren't. So I think... Because she's a golfer and because it's a game of integrity, she did take it upon herself to go directly to the LPGA. And the LPGA determined they were not in violation of Rule 15A, which basically says 15. if they... 15.3A. Okay, sorry. No if, problem. If, 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 we don't if, need to get into numbering or rules <laughs> in this podcast, right. guys. If, if, right, the numbers, girls, <laughs> excuse me. But the, but the rule states that if two players agree to do this, then they are in violation of a rule and a two-shot penalty can be imposed. Now, were they in violation of a rule? Maybe, but I don't believe they cheated, and I believe there's a very different uh, thing of being, right? You can violate rules. You don't necessarily aren't cheating. Yeah, and and I don't, I mean, like, look, I don't know. She probably thought, like, maybe it crossed her head, like, whatever, just don't have her mark it, and I'm just going to chip this. What are the chances I'm going to hit her ball, right? So, 
you're trying to get in the hole. You're not trying to hit the ball, right? right? So that's kind of the difference between well, violating a rule or cheating. Like I, I don't think she's really trying to cheat there. She's just trying to hurry play up, and that's it. So that's that. I don't think it was that big of a deal. But going back to you know speeding up the play, yeah. and then then having them wait on the 18th because of Michelle Wee. I mean, I know we talked about all of the the pace of play last week. Um, I just want to bring up the fact that Michelle Wee's back, and I'm excited to see her. You love this girl. It's I good do. To see her back. No, I love. No, she's. It's it's amazing that she's back. She's battled injuries. She's a fun follow on social media. When she's playing well, I'll watch LPGA. So yeah, yeah it's great that she's there. It'll be great. And I, I think that she's in. I I want her to have a comeback this year. And yeah. I, I know that that's obviously her goal. We all love goal. comebacks, right? For sure. She's one of the LPGA's biggest stars. And looks like Kanye messed up his, so star. we're on the Michelle Wee. <laughs> I'm, all, I'm all on Michelle Wee chain. Uh, love the uh, love the weasel. Lo- love the putting stroke there too. The it's like weasel. that. She's at the tabletop. She's still doing the tabletop. Think, I think she think that's long gone. She, ba- she abandoned that. I think that's a couple of years gone. <laughs> she did win a U.S. Open with it though, so <laughs> it was very funny. But anyways. <laughs> It was a funny thing to watch. Like when you, she yeah, used to have like a table like top. a year and a half behind on I, so Michelle Wee, right? Well, I haven't, she's been injured. She's not been injured. She's been injured a lot. <laughs> so right. I haven't seen her play as much. All right. Well, you know, that's all I got. Go down to the Kia Classic. I'm sorry, right? the, the tabletop thing was just, uh, you know, it was. It was <laughs> Speaking an of <laughs> someone that lives in the Florida area, the PJ Tour heads to the Honda Classic this that's week. Right. That's right. And That's who also, is not in the field? Well, so unfortunately, we? because of the scheduling of this tournament, this tournament's taken a dramatic hit. I believe the same thing for, for hap- will happen to Valspar. Yeah. But just a little note here to find out who is there. Only three of the top 10 in the world are there. Six out of the top 25 in the world are there. And 13 out of the top 50 are there in the world. So... The only really notables that I'm looking forward to watching are Brooks, JT, and Ricky. Obviously, Big Cat's not there. Phil's not there. Jordan Spieth isn't there. So, yeah. you know. Not, a, I mean, not, not-, the great, not a great field, but like you said, just victim of a schedule. And, you know, I think you might get a little bit better field next year if some people decide not to play Riviera instead. But if squeezing the a WGC down in Mexico in between Riviera and Honda is a really – like you're gonna have to choose not to play those one of those things because you got to go right to Arnold's and right to the players and everybody wants to play those two tournaments. But here's the thing about about the Genesis: it moves to an invitational status, so now there's more points and more rankings well, associated with the it. tournament. Yeah. So it becomes even a much you have to almost make that a stop yeah. on the schedule now. Same yeah, with for AP all the big guys, yeah, yeah. But yep. I mean, I know that you just spit out numbers on like three of the top ten, yeah. six of the top twenty-five, but I mean. If you add up all the numbers, twenty-two of the top fifty are still going to are not going to be there. So Correct. that means that twenty-eight are still going to be there. So it'll be hopefully good well, golf to watch. Good, there's still some interesting names. You've got like Adam Scott, which would be my kind of tournament pick this week. He's been playing good again, which I love to see. Um, so he's there, and then you've got um, Sergio there. Funny VJ sings in the field. VJ. The very fact that you're arguing for a tournament and saying VJ Singh well, is in the field no, in 2019 tells <laughs> you saying, everything you need to know about the tournament. I, Tony Finau's not there. Tiger's not there. I'm saying it's an interesting Dustin's name. not there. Okay, so seen. there's not 
too many people that are going to be there, but at yeah. the same time, you still got 28 of the top 50. That's no, not, a, not good a good thing. thing. <laughs> it's not like I a marketable know, thing. I'm, I'm not trying at, to say it's a good thing. I'm the, looking the, at like, it oh with my God, that glass 28 out of the 50. Full. We got to sell some tickets here. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's not a great field. It's not a great field. There's no, no doubting that. Tough for the tour, too, because it's like right there in the backyard. And then, you know, it's terms associated with Jack a lot, too. So what do you um, think everybody is doing? What do you think those 22 people are doing this week? Uh, they're prepping, prepping for API and players. Of course, but I mean, like, anything fun? I mean, come on. No? No? I don't know. I'm just thinking creatively. No, we got nothing. So hopefully we get a little drama in the tournament. You guys are boring Hopefully it's a good tournament. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) The Honda's going to bore us this weekend. (laughs) Speaking of boring. Yeah. I bet you almost it's worse at Valspar. But you know what's not boring? What's that? Is the the, uh, funny juxtaposition position if i said this word correct mike davis calling the rules um a success and then ricky calling it a completely terrible like the new drop rule yeah. completely terrible what's well, your take week, on that last week ricky got so at, at the wgc ricky got a penalty for and, and we all knew this was gonna happen to somebody of course it happened to ricky but he took a penalty Poor ricky hit it in the, shout uh, out to joe and uh shout out to joey uh took a drop from shoulder height and then hit the ball. So if anybody saw him do it, so sorry, Joey, <laughs> he, his back was turned in defense of Joey. But if anybody saw him do it, they could have stopped him, and you know he he could have redropped. It's not a Correct. penalty, but because he hit the ball, it's a two shot penalty. Two shot. Two, two shot mm-hmm. penalty. There you go. So yeah, he he had a. <laughs> He had a rough week. Rough week, but I, I don't know, man. This rule is like, here's the, the bottom line with the rules to me is that they've got to really come back and take a hard look in the mirror. Doesn't really seem like Mike Davis is doing that if he's calling the rules a success because every week, whether it's backstops, whether it's the knee drop heights to the shoulder, the backstop's not a new rule, but the knee drop heights, the shoulder drop heights, all, you know, it seems like we've got rules controversies every weekend. And that's not what we want. All right. Yeah. No, as Emily was talking about, it, it is a weird situation that you have golf's CEO of the the major ruling governing body of golf, the USGA, and longstanding member, Mike Davis, who now plays CEO, who, you know, used to be a head of mm-hmm. course setup, comes out and says these rules have been a great success. And then probably the most marketable golfer in the world that's not named Tiger Woods comes out and calls them terrible. Though, So you have two extremely competing interest in here of folks that are governing the game of golf saying how great these rules are and i think the people that are playing it and looking up to the marketable player saying they're terrible right and so those two things and so it's a it's a collision it's a collision course and it's just going to create more controversy and specifically it's going to come down to i think a tournament or a ruling's going to happen to somebody, and they're going to drop the ball like on the 18th hole with a two-shot lead, and all of a sudden find themselves in a playoff because they didn't drop the ball from knee height. Mm. Like, just say that out loud, mm. and you see how ridiculous it sounds. Right. It's exactly. Yeah, that's it's, crazy. I mean, there's no way. Like, just make it. Well, we've said this before. Just let them place the ball. Right. So I've said that let for them years. Place the ball. But let me just <laughs> ask, let me just ask the question to you. Team play. Someone hits in, into a lateral hazard. Yeah. So they drop the ball, right? If that person drops from shoulder height as their opponent, do you tell them to redrop or do you wait for them to hit the ball and then call the two shot penalty on them? Well, it depends how much. 
Depends how important of the it's match this is. How much you want to be a dick? Let's just be honest. Right? Um, but yeah. in real play, if with- I'm losing that match, if I'm down three in that match, I'm definitely waiting for him to hit the ball. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, de- I'm doing. And then it. you're gonna call them on it for driving it from shoulder height and then hitting it. We've had people, and I'm just because we play in team. This team plays stuff at different clubs around. Like you're talking amateur golf right yes. now. It, it gets freaking competitive. I'm, we've, I'm we've just asking people, the questions. We've had people call people out for using a broken tee on the tee box because technically you're not to use, you're not, you can't Are use you anybody serious? else's tee. Yes. People have lost matches for this. Um, I mean, it's it's insane. I don't know, man. There's so many crazy rules. It gets crazy out there, but I, I, you got to follow the rules by the book, I think, if they're out there, right? So, sure. I mean, I don't I don't see any problem. If I, if I, I've had to take drops from the knees now and I've, done it so i expect other people to do it okay you know okay i don't so know if I, I have I, the balls agree to call with it. it on somebody i expect them to call I, it on if themselves. i were playing you in a match i wouldn't i wouldn't i would not call oh, it. Love if i'm playing in a 20 dollar friend friend name match like i'm not calling Guess, it ah, okay i mean you just know? speaking in the amateur world if you are that competitive and you're holding each other to high standards yeah, you if, you're hold yourself a, if you're playing like a usga four, four you know like usga four ball tournament or something oh, yeah. like yeah. that you want to qualify a thousand percent well first of all you, you would call hopefully the person would call it on themselves that's what i'm yeah. saying you hold yourself accountable right. especially if you are you take it that serious well like the, but the thing about calling on yourself that makes that rule kind of weird is that like the reason you violated the rule is because you forgot Right, like but, you forgot, you just dropped it, so you play the ball. It's not like you might play the entire hole and then be like, "Oh shit!" Like, right, I didn't take that. Uh, Give me my yeah. two shots. But just just, might, just play the scenario out, though. You'd want to call that on the person before they would finish, because if they sign an incorrect scorecard and later, then they're DQ'd. So like, you almost might help someone calling <laughs> yeah, it true. on them early versus letting them sign an incorrect scorecard and getting them disqualified. I yeah. mean, if to play that hypothetical out. All yeah. right. So for all you amateurs out there who are in competition, you're welcome. We Hello. just we might you... just want a match for you. Yeah, yeah there you go. we just gave you a, a win. A W. Who's, who's ready to be a dick? <laughs> <laughs> this guy. There will always be the guy that's going to be the rule stickler at your club. There's always going to be the guy that's not. We all know who they are. You know. It's just part of part of life. All right. Do we got anything else, Steve? I don't have anything else. I mean, it was a pretty light week. Pretty light week. We're going to. I, I promised this a couple weeks back, but yeah. I'm going to promise it to myself so I make sure we do it. Well, we got to record it on air. So whatever you say by now, hey, this is done. recording. It's happening. Um, uh oh. Because we record. No, we re, this is very exciting. That, mean, that means. Does it involve me too? Of course. No. Of, well, yes, of course. Oh, oh okay, but, good. <laughs> In what way? That's a, let me just tell tell the listeners what I'm. All right, <laughs> I'm just saying if I'm going with you or if you're keeping me at home while you go no, on like I'm another guys trip. No, I'm just gonna say trip. we're going to release the Ireland trip review podcast that we recorded oh, a long that's time ago. So fun, yes. But we needed to edit it down because we it was one of the so first long. podcasts we did and it was like two hours long, so we had to edit <laughs> it down. Um, and that's uh, that was with Fairways and Fun Days sponsoring this podcast. Um. And it's a great a great thing if you're going to go golf overseas, even if you're going to go to Scotland, Ireland, if you're thinking about choosing between the two places, listen to this podcast because we played what we believe are, you know, in Ireland, not Northern Ireland, probably eight or nine of the best golf courses out there over a 10-day span. And we review them all, give you little tidbits about each course and, and the trip in general and where to stay and everything like that. So stay tuned for that because we'll do that this week. So you get a bonus podcast this week. That's Hello. The hey okay so i spoke too soon i i was thinking that you were gonna say oh by the way i'm going to such and such place next weekend to go play golf 
next weekend? No, I was think I'm saying like hypothetically, like because you like you I know. I do have a, we do have I do have one more pre baby trip coming up, but I won't divulge that till after. Okay. Well, I mean, like those pop up all all here and there. You know. <laughs> Where so, are we going? Uh, I'll, I'll Where, talk to you later. Wait, is this another one on top of the boys' trip? No, this is just the boys' trip. Oh, this is just okay. the yearly boys' trip. It's about to go down. <laughs> no, no, just kidding. <laughs> Sky, we got to do a different wagon whiff trip where we go like we, we go somewhere uh, like western where we can go I'm like, in. really quick. I'm in. You know, I'm all I'm all in for Portland, Oregon. Yeah, Bandon Dunes. Yeah, I'm Let's all in do for it. That's not very quick. I was thinking like, especially if you don't Scottsdale, Vegas. We've already been there, but you know, could go back. Prairie Club, maybe Prairie Club. We could do that. I mean, we were also too for for our listeners that are still listening to this. um, We got some awesome guests (laughs) and interviews coming up. All right, we do. So so stay tuned. We've we've booked I think three or four upcoming guests. So yeah, yeah, very um, big guests. Huge, huge, huge. (laughs) So stay tuned for that. Follow us on social. Where can they find us at, Steve? You can find us at Waggle and Whiff Pod on Instagram. Uh, you can find us at Waggle and Whiff on Twitter. I wonder if they have a question and want to email us. A Would you rather? DM us or the email. Yeah, email us at waggleandwhiff at gmail.com, you guys. That's right. Perfect. Let's go. Let, hit we us up. We love answering those questions from email. Yeah. But we also like you sliding in on the DM, too. So Slide in wherever you want. <laughs> Okay, okay we gotta edit that we are out. Done. <laughs> but you guys, make out. sure you you, you subscribe. You did say Spotify. We're on now. We're on yep. Spotify, which is a big deal. Follow iTunes, all Podbean. However you want to listen, we are there. That's right. Rate, subscribe, review. Let us know what you think. Thanks for joining us this week, guys. We'll talk to you next week. Bye. Bye. Bye.